waking up early in the morning for Fajr, it's cold and I'm just leaving my bed and roll. And it's waking up early in the morning for Fajr, it's cold and I'm just leaving my bed and roll. And it's Isha time now, summer is coming, it's so late, I'd rather just sleep away. Or if I'm going to cut, I'm going to be very concerned about all these laws and regulations in terms of dealings, I'll be losing out on millions. Everybody's getting their sea rights. Everybody's getting their sea rights and the ships are sailing. Because they've got the sea right. That's what I thought the first time I heard the word sea right. That's some right to sail on ship maybe. Then we understood that sea right is some other right. So the person now looks at it that everybody has got their sea rights and the ships seem to be sailing. And I'm not taking the sea rights so my ship seems to be sinking. So how long am I going to allow my ship to sink? I also rather get my sea rights or give the sea rights. So now the person is looking at all these things and saying, well, everything must happen. Everything must carry on. Everything is fine. So what's the end result? Now, now when the time came for the report to come, Allah Ta'ala says that now those who cut corners and were doing whatever Allah Ta'ala forbade, now they're afraid. What is inside this? And now when the report is presented, what is the problem with this book? Every single aspect, small or big, is all encompassed in here. Nothing is missing. What I thought I hid from the whole world, and that is here. What I thought I was doing in absolute darkness, nobody could see me, I couldn't see my own hand in front of me. That too is here. What I thought I closed the doors and curtains and did, nobody will be knowing. That is here also. What I thought was inside my heart, who's going to see what's in my heart? Even that is here. And whatever was done in the world, everything is there present. Now that is one situation. How the person sees that destruction. The difference is in this dunya when that exam a person has it, he still has many chances to try again. He has many chances. And he didn't make it one time, he'll make it the second time. But on the day of Qiyamah, if that exam, the person didn't make it, now it's too late. So therefore, then it will be now no chance left. But on the other hand, the person undertook the difficulties that came. And he did not cut corners. He did not sacrifice deen for dunya. He sacrificed his dunya for deen. Now his report comes up. He burned the midnight oil. He was being directed, that exam was looming. So he said, this weekend I can't go anywhere. So he did not go because of the exam. Likewise, he saw the world around going to various places. The holiday period is not far off from us. So the world will start going to various places all over the world. And all over the evil part of the world. But he now, the exam is looming above his head that my death could come anytime. So if somebody is going to some nightclub, it could be my midnight of my life before that time. If somebody is involved in some other kind of haram, somebody is busy on some haram site, 
then it could be the end of my sight before that time. So the person now is conscious, his exam is looming. So now he's seeing everybody going all over the place. But just as when that examination he was writing the next day, he saw some people still going to fishing and somebody is still going camping and somebody is still going for some other merrymaking. But he said, sorry, I'm not coming. Because the exam is looming. Tomorrow I'm going to write a paper. So likewise, when a person is conscious of this exam of the Akhirat, he'll see the whole world going all over the place. People doing all kinds of things. But he says, my examination is in front of me. I can't come. Now it's a sacrifice. That person's friends are even phoning him from where they are picnicking. And they're telling him, you're missing out. He says, no, I've got a paper tomorrow. I can't come. Now it's tugging inside. They seem to be having a merry time. And I am toiling here. So inside there is some feeling. There is some kind of uh, turmoil within him. But he says, well, whatever it is now, I am writing tomorrow. I go to carry on studying. But when he carried on studying, he did not have it easy. It hung within him. But he sacrificed that. So what is the end result? Now when the report comes, the report says distinctions. So now he's jumping for joy. Like that on the day of Qiyamah, there'll be those who'll be given their reports. That in the world you sacrifice for Allah Ta'ala. In the world the various tests were coming. You were being tested all the time. And you carried on diligently, fulfilling whatever was required of you, making the sacrifices. Your eyes were being tested. But each time your eyes were being tested, you, the whole world was saying, why are you missing out? Why are you losing out? But you said, قُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ That Allah Ta'ala says, say to the believers to lower their gazes. So you pass that test there, now your report will show you, you passed, you got distinction. Everybody was listening to all kinds of things. Your ears were being tested. So you passed it. You did not give in to that temptation. Now your report will show the distinction. And likewise all the various other things that a person was being tested in. His heart was being tested all the time. And he did not give in to the temptations. So now on the day of Qiyamah that report will come. Now when he gets his report, what will be his condition on that day? Just as in the dunya people jump for joy when they get a very good report, he too will now be going around. He'll be going, showing it to person to person. Read my kitab, read my book, my report. I knew this is what I'll get at the end of the day. فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةِ الرَّاضِيَةِ فِي جَنَّةٍ عَالِيَةِ قُطُوفُهَا دَانِيَةِ قُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا هَنِيئًا بِمَا أَسْلَفْتُمْ فِي الْأَيَّامِ الْخَالِيَةِ Now all that rewards will come now. Here in the dunya they give him one certificate, they give him one trophy. All he can do is just put it somewhere for everybody to see a child is possible one trophy. But the ni'mat of the akhirat and the bounty of the akhirat what can we imagine in the dunya? In the elevated gardens of Jannat, with those branches right at his hands. And Allah Ta'ala, the announcement will be made, All this is as a result of what you toiled in the days that have passed. You burned the midnight oil. You didn't give in to the temptations. 
Everybody was going in a certain direction. He said, no, I got an exam looming over my head. I got a test coming up. So you sacrificed. As a result, you passed the test. Now this is your reward. But there's a vast difference between the, the exam of this world and the exam of the Akhirah. One very big difference. One very big difference is that in the exams of this world, till that exam result doesn't come at the end of the year, nobody gets any prizes. The prize will only come with that, that one very trivial thing, but it only come at the end of the day. And as far as deen is concerned, the exams of deen is concerned, then as the person is going step for step, Allah wa ta'ala rewards his sacrifices in this dunya. In various ways. It might not be something that a person can see as clear as he switched the button on here and the light came on there. And he says, well, I pressed the switch and therefore the light came on. It's not so obvious. <laughs> but it keeps happening. And unfortunately, the opposite is also true. That when the person fails the test of this dunya, the test of deen that come to him in dunya, so long before the exam of the akhirat, before that result comes out, the effects already start falling in this dunya also. One is the akhirat. That is the final result. But in this dunya already it starts. The rewards also, and the negative effects also. The person is toiling for the sake of Allah wa ta'ala, sacrificing, not giving into temptations. Allah wa ta'ala promises, that whoever does righteous actions with Imam will give him hayatan tayyiba, a good life. What is a good life? Our minds just goes towards the material things of the world. That is a good life. One person wrote very, very recently that. Now this is something which he, uh, nobody obviously has any idea who the person is, so there's no harm in mentioning it in this manner. He, and he's not anywhere near by either, he was planning to buy a vehicle for 2.7 million rands. But that is only one fraction of things. So he was just asking something in regard to that, and then he started giving all his various other issues. So this is just something which actually with the change that he was buying. But at the end of the whole story he writes, but what I'm missing out on is happiness. I don't have happiness. So our mind goes to that this is a good life. But if that life itself has been taken out of all this, then it is like a corpse. A very, very well decorated corpse. Who likes to sit long by a well-decorated corpse? It's, Alhamdulillah, Islam has taught us such simplicity and such beauty in everything. And the person leaves also, he leaves with his kafan only. But when it's truly a corpse, there's no life in even the soul of that person. Then the person has died without iman, then what do they do? The most expensive suit they put the person in. What benefit is that suit going to make? Does any person decide that now this person is looking so well groomed? So don't bury him. The quicker they can bury him, they say the better. So, 
That decoration all means nothing, it's dead, it's lifeless. So likewise, the adornments of this world, when the life itself, the barakat itself has been extracted out of it, as a result of the disobedience of Allah wa ta'ala, or the haram way in which it has been acquired, then it is all a decorated corpse. And a corpse, being close to a corpse, doesn't give anybody any comfort. Being close to a corpse doesn't give anybody any sukoon, it only gives him grief. And the more attached he is to that dead body, the more grief he is sitting close to it. The more distant away he is from it, the lesser his grief. So now the person has acquired the material of the world in a haram way, but, and his heart is attached to it, it's all a dead corpse. It's all a corpse. And the more attachment he has with it, the more grief. But when he acquires it with the, with the, according to the commands of Allah Taala, fulfilling the laws of Deen, now that becomes a source of barakat. That becomes a source of happiness. That becomes a source of good for him. Ni'mal malu salih. Nabi says, "How wonderful is halal wealth for a pious person." So now this person toiled, he sacrificed. This is the end result in this dunya already. And the person was cutting corners, person was doing things which Allah Ta'ala forbade. Now what becomes the end result? Already the negative effects start in this dunya. The effects of sin, one of the immediate effects of sin is fasadul qalb. That the heart becomes corrupted, engulfed in darknesses. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, when a person commits a sin, a dark spot appears on his heart. If he makes sincere tawbah, istighfar will get wiped out. Otherwise, a second one, then a third one, until his heart is engulfed in darkness. Now, when there's darkness, then a person in darkness, he doesn't know where he's going, what he's doing. person in a dark place, he is totally insecure. He feels very, very uncomfortable. He wants light. Now what happens is when the heart has become darkened, the person is restless. So he's trying to switch on all the lights outside. Like this holiday period is approaching now. People will be trying to switch on all the lights outside. What lights? The lights of entertainment. Because a person in darkness is uncomfortable. So now he's trying to make himself comfortable in some way or the other by switching on all the lights outside. So the example is like a person is in a dark room. So he's in a dark room. There's no windows, nothing. He's completely dark, complete darkness. He can't see his hand in front of him. And in order to make himself comfortable, he's switching all the lights outside the room. The floodlights are all putting, being put on outside. It's not going to make any difference to his darkness inside. So likewise, all this entertainment can only comfort the outside. It can comfort his skin. He can put the air conditioner on and comfort his skin. He'll look at something, maybe it might comfort his eyes for a moment. He might listen to something, it might comfort his ears for a moment. But the real comfort he's looking for is inside the heart. That is still in darkness. He's putting all the lights on outside. The inside is still engulfed in darkness. What is going to benefit? The benefit will come and the comfort will come when he'll put the light on inside. And when the darkness will come out from inside, now he'll feel comfortable. So where the light is needed, there is still darkness. And there he's putting darkness upon darkness. 
And where the light is not going to benefit, he's trying to switch on the light switch. So now this is the first result of that failing the test. He forgot this exam is looming. So already in this dunya it starts off. Then the second thing is وَقِلَّةُ tawfiq. The tawfiq and the ability to do righteous actions gets taken away from Now the person doesn't have the heart to do anything good. To come and perform salah becomes very, very, like a mountainous task for him. Person performed his salah, his, our condition then becomes, as in labor law they call about it, last in, first out. The person came in last to say, well, I have to go out first. And I go against the labor law. So the meaning that the person in the masjid is like a fish out of water. Now, as soon as he can get out of the masjid, he'll be gone. To after namaz, spend a, maybe a few minutes in dua. A minute in dua would become very difficult. For a person to take the Quran Sharif, impossible. Yet give him a novel read the whole night. Now what is this? This is Qillatul Tawfiq. This comes as a result of indulgence in sin. Now, one is the Akhirat, the exam in the hereafter. And the result, the final result. But already the effects happen in this world. The good also brings its benefits. And the evil also starts bringing its negative effects. So a person now is in the turmoil of life. Doesn't know where he's coming, where he's going. Then, the ulama explained, among the various whole list of it, that the ill effects of sin, hirman al-ilm, were rizq, that a person becomes deprived of knowledge, meaning knowledge of deen. That the person's heart is nowhere near acquiring the knowledge of deen. Then. That is the effect of the indulgence in wrong. Now he's not interested. Now his heart will be elsewhere. So he becomes deprived. Then he becomes deprived of risk as well. The Hadith Sharif Nabi Islam says, that a person is sometimes deprived of some sustenance as a result of a sin that he committed. So Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal now we should not ever uh, imagine these people's statements on our level. Their statements are on their level which is the level of hasanatul abrar sayyiatul muqarrabin that some of the righteous actions of the common person this too is regarded as a crime for the person who is very close to Allah some of these things the whole detail in it no time to go into the detail so we should understand it on that level one day he became came in some problem some difficulty so he said I have, after pondering and thinking about it, I have, after thinking about it, realized that this difficulty that came upon me is as a result of a wrong thing that I committed 40 years ago. The effects came now. But now this wrong we're talking about, as we mentioned, on his level. For us, that too might have been a very good virtuous deed. The point is that the ill effects come, the good comes also. One is the akhirat, but 
in this dunya Allah Taala has made this the system. So the issue is that what is the motivating factor? The person right now in this time of the year is concerned. He's not going visiting around anyway. He's not going camping anyway. Not going fishing anyway. He's not involved with his friends. What is motivating him? The consciousness of the examination. There's an exam looming of him. This is that consciousness we have to develop of the real exam. The exam the akhirat. That how that day can come and I will also get get my book of deeds in my right hand. I too will be walking around saying ha kitabiya. Inni mulaqin hisabiya. And how I can be saved from being with that group. The person will be given his book of deeds behind his back. How I wish I was never given this report. And I have never had to come in an account. How I wish that that was the end of life. When I died, it was the end of it. That was a be all and end all. There wasn't any resurrection. But on that day, neither the person's wealth nor his power will be of any avail to him. Everything will be left behind. And then the only end result is Allah Ta'ala save us. All the torments of Jahannam are then for him. So this is that life we are living in the world which is that test, that examination. And as we mentioned, what goes around us in the world, that fruit a person eats, this too is a very minute example of what's to come in the Akhirat in Jannat. Likewise, these things are also reminding us. It's not something to just let it happen, but to take the positive message out of it, to take the ibrat out of it, and to take that lesson that will motivate us for the preparation of the real imtihan. That preparation will come, will become motivated to prepare ourselves when we engage ourselves in the right manner, keep ourselves in the right environments, person goes out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, the holiday periods are coming up, instead of whiling the time away here and there, a person spends the time in the path of Allah Ta'ala, in the right environment, in the house of Allah Ta'ala, in the environment of deen. Now this realization and this consciousness of the akhirat starts building. This examination comes in front of him all the time. person associates with the Ahlullah, with the pious, with the righteous, this rubs off. Then the person is motivated to prepare for this everlasting life. To prepare for this main examination that is to come. The examination of the qabr, the examination of the day of Qiyamah. May Allah wa ta'ala give us this realization, enable us to prepare for this. That we don't just allow these things to just pass by without taking any ibad from it. But it should motivate us for the reality of life. It should motivate us for that which is everlasting. All these things that we work for, this is all temporary. This dunya is here with us today. And we are going to leave it, it's going to leave us. But the akhirat is everlasting. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to prepare for the everlasting akhirat. Wa akhirat da'wana alhamdulillah.
رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو لا إله إلا الله 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 لا إله Oh, uh-huh. 